0: Welcome in to OutKick the Show. Happy Thursday. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. We got a lot to dive into here, but right off the top, trying to give you guys free money. My Valentine's Day gift to all of you. Bet $5 on either the Rams or the Bengals to win. A $5 bet turns in to $280. That is a 56-to-1 payout in honor of Super Bowl 56. $280. All you have to do is pick the winner, the Rams or the uh, Bengals. Here's the deal. Go to fanduel.com clay, bet $5, pick your winner, have a friend bet the opposite side, and you're guaranteed to win $280 with only a $10 wager. That, my friends is a heck of a Valentine's Day meal. Go out, spend money, 280 bucks. It's a fantastic deal. Fanduel.com slash Clay, Louisiana now live, New York now live. Let me get you some of these states. New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, uh, West Virginia, Virginia, Michigan, uh, Colorado, Tennessee, Louisiana, uh, Arizona. So many different states. And when your state goes live, they will let you know. All you have to do is be, by the way, in one of those states. So if you live near the borderlands, drive over. Fanduel.com slash Clay. That is Fanduel.com slash Clay. Get hooked up today. One more time, Fanduel.com slash Clay. All right. A lot of drama. A lot of drama building about Aaron Rodgers and where he might end up. This is what I tweeted As soon as the Titans and the Packers were both eliminated, I said, let's get a deal done, okay? Just think about this. The Titans and the Packers could switch quarterbacks right now. Trade Ryan Tannehill, maybe you have to give a pick or two with him, to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers. The Titans have a team that can win right now. You sign Aaron Rodgers to a couple-of-year extension if you're the Titans, if you're the Packers, you have another bridge to see whether or not Jordan Love is the answer. You had a coach, still due in LaFleur who has had a decent relationship with uh, Ryan Tannehill so far. Maybe, just possibly, switching quarterbacks gives you an opportunity to find a better fit. If not, Ryan Tannehill's cost comes off of the salary cap in, uh, in another year and you have the ability then to go out and rebuild. You can then hand the team to Jordan Love. Maybe get some picks from the Titans in the process to allow you to rebuild. The Titans have a system set up to allow you to win right now. Aaron Rodgers with this Titan defense, with A.J. Brown, with Derrick Henry, that is a team that is going to win the AFC South and with Aaron Rodgers in tow and what is a good defense and a solid core around them, There is the possibility, I believe, to have a Super Bowl team, boom, just like that. You can make the argument, look at the roster of the Cincinnati Bengals, look at the roster of the Rams. I think the Titans have as good or better of a roster, certainly than the Bengals, they're better than outside of the quarterback position. I think they're better roster-wise even than the Rams outside of the quarterback position. You go get Aaron Rodgers, you have a chance over the next couple of years, to win a Super Bowl, do it coming out of the AFC South. Yes, I know there's a lot of good young talent. Joe Burrow, uh, certainly when you look at, uh, when you look at Joe Burrow's in the Super Bowl now, you look at at all the young talent at the quarterback position. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of good young talent, but the window for the Titans to win is right now. Take advantage of Derrick Henry. Take advantage from A.J. Brown. I believe that Aaron Rodgers likes the Nashville area, may be willing to live here when he eventually retires. Why not start it now? I know Titans fans would embrace him with open arms. To me, you have to see if there's a possibility to work a trade with the Packers, pass along Ryan Tannehill to the Packers, get back Aaron Rodgers, Packers get younger at quarterback, maybe a new set of terrain would be good for Ryan Tannehill. Certainly a new look would be good for Aaron Rodgers. You get him in a happy spot. He's out of your conference. So if you're in the NFC, you're not having to worry about playing uh, Aaron Rodgers to get to the Super Bowl. In the events, everything went well. I'm just saying, makes a lot of sense to happen. I've seen a lot of reports about Aaron Rodgers potentially relocating to uh, Nashville area. I think those have credibility based on what I know. And so Aaron Rodgers to the Titans, let's get the deal done. Uh, The Brian Flores lawsuit, it's falling apart. Brian Flores, I told you, this thing comes out, I believe it was on Tuesday. Yesterday, Brian Flores went and did every media outlet under the sun. And what you're starting to see is people are taking a step back. They're looking at the allegations and they're saying, wait a minute, where is their racial discrimination? You were 38 years old and you got a head coaching job. You were poised, maybe still are poised, to get another head coaching job at the age of 40. Uh, That's two head coaching jobs. How is it that you are being discriminated against when you're being paid millions of dollars? And oh, by the way, you've never been a coordinator in the league before you became a head coach. You had the title of linebackers coach when you were with the New England Patriots. So, Now you're getting fiery responses from Stephen Ross saying all the allegations are not true about the Dolphins. From uh, John Elway saying the idea that their interview was somehow disrespectful is not true. And by the way, yesterday I laid out the fact that Brian Flores had said that the interview that he had with the Denver Broncos was great and really great for him and now he's trying to argue that it's race-based? But nothing that he alleged is actual racial discrimination. Nothing. There's no evidence that the reason he didn't get the Giants job was based on racial discrimination. And again, I say, I don't understand what advice he was getting from his lawyers. Why did he file a lawsuit while there were still five open jobs in the NFL and when he was a finalist potentially for a couple of those jobs? What happens, by the way, if the Houston Texans offer him the head coaching job? Do they call it, does he refuse it? Is he not going to accept the head coaching job? Does he have to withdraw his lawsuit? I mean, these are real questions that should have been asked by media that actually wanted to do their job. Instead, every single sports media member, including that idiot Bamani Jones, uh, went on the news and went on television and grabbed their phones and hopped on Twitter and immediately argued this was evidence of racial discrimination But there was no evidence of racial discrimination in his complaint that he alleged at all. Now, the investigation into whether the Dolphins tried to tank and whether he might have been offered $100,000, okay, that's not racial discrimination, but that is an interesting tanking allegation. The idea that Stephen Ross, the owner of the uh, Miami Dolphins, met with Tom Brady while he was still under contract, okay, that might be an NFL violation. Neither of those things are race-based discrimination, There's no suggestion that the reason Brian Dayball was hired instead of Brian Flores was because of racism. The really easy answer there is because the Giants have a young quarterback who is big and strong and has a heck of an arm, and they need to figure out whether or not Daniel Jones is the future of the franchise or not. And so they went and hired an offensive coordinator who'd been working with a big, strong quarterback with a phenomenal arm in Josh Allen. When Brian Dayball took over as the Bills' offensive coordinator, Josh Allen was coming off a 59% completion percentage. First year, Brian Dayball's there, 69%. Huge jump in accuracy for Josh Allen. He got even better this year, and he and Patrick Mahomes had one of the greatest quarterback duels in the playoffs that either of us have ever seen, right? Any of us out there. And so, Brian Dayball, if I owned the New York Giants, I would say, you know what? He makes more sense for us going forward. And now you're starting to see players speak out and say, what are you talking about? Do you see Tiki Barber's compelling perspective on the argument that Brian Flores was making that the Giants were racist? I'd encourage you to go watch it. I tweeted it out. Tiki Barber actually told you what it was like playing for the Giants and what the Mara family meant to him as a player Mara, when he was on the deathbed, wanted to say goodbye to Tiki Barber, and Tiki Barber went to his home. It's a compelling story that Tiki Barber told, and it's getting almost no media attention because it doesn't fit the preferred narrative of poor Brian Flores, you are a victim of racism, you poor, unfortunate soul. It just doesn't add up. The NFL has made more black millionaires than any business in the history of the world, trying to destroy it for false racism allegations is, frankly, Colin Kaepernick 2.0, which is what I believe Brian Flores is. And I still wonder what happens if he gets a head job. Nobody seems to even be able to point this out. He has to immediately pull the lawsuit. Now, I want you to remember, lawyers are incentivized to file lawsuits, okay? I'm a lawyer. That's how we get paid, okay? The reality is, A huge majority of lawsuits have no basis in ever being filed. It's beneficial to the lawyer because they're going to get paid all of their billable hour rates. But there are very few people that I've known who have gone through long-form litigation and emerged healthier and happier than they were before the litigation started. I told my wife a long time ago, I said, look, I'm never getting divorced. Never getting divorced from you. I'm going to go, uh, my plan, I don't want to get old takes exposed here, my plan is to be married to one person for the rest of my life. I said, if you ever decide that you're going to divorce me, then I'm going to buy the house next to you, okay, and I'm just going to allow the kids to come back and forth. Because the worst thing to me is the idea of waking up in a house when my kids are young and not being able to be there for them. Or if my kids wake up in the middle of the night and they have an issue, and not being able to be there for them as a dad. So I said I'll buy the house next door to you. But I'll get a yellow legal pad and we'll sit down. And my wife, going to be a lawyer too. We'll sit down and we'll just sketch it out and we'll save millions of dollars, by the way, for our boys. Cuz that's all all my money's going to the boys anyway. Why would I want to waste it? Same thing for my wife. All of our money's going to the kids. Why would I want to give it to somebody else? Why would I want to give millions of dollars to a lawyer? They're incentivized to take my money. That's just the truth. It's like, I used to say, I'm not a car guy, right? I don't know a lot about cars. But every time my car goes wrong, you know that feeling when you take your car into the mechanic and you have no idea what's wrong with it? And then they just come out and they're like, well, we got to fix the whatever it is, the whatever it is, and the whatever it is. I mean, I don't even know enough about cars to even give you hypotheticals. The carburetor and the uh, engine fluid and the brake lights and the, and, the, and the all-wheel drive. I don't even know what any of that stuff does, all right? All of it's broken. I have no idea if it's actually broken or not. Well, we ran the diagnostic on it. We got to fix it. What's going to cost me? You ever notice how your car always ends up costing more when it goes to the mechanic than you expect? You never get a call from the mechanic. He's like, hey, guess what? There's virtually nothing wrong with your car. Your bill's gonna be 50 bucks. You're like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, I just needed to like twist this little thing here. Everything's perfect. You owe me $58, we're good. Maybe some of you guys get that car. I've never got got that, get that call. I've never gotten that call about my car. The mechanic, I really believe this. They size you up. They're like, oh, this dude, he's got a fancy car. He can pay. And they say, hey, it's gonna be four grand. And you're like, I, I don't, what, what do you mean it's going to be four grand? I have no idea. What are you talking about? And what do you end up doing? You pay. The lawyer is the mechanic for rich people. I'm just telling you, lawyers are mechanics for rich people. You go to a lawyer, and I'm saying this as a lawyer, you go to a lawyer, you think you got one problem, next thing you know, the billable hour bill comes back, and you're like, how, how did it cost this much? How did I end up spending this much money? And look, good lawyers are worth their weight in gold. But when you go into litigation voluntarily like Brian Flores did, he set, was set to make tens of millions of dollars as an NFL coach over the next 20 years of his career. Those lawyers are not gonna make tens of millions of dollars as an NFL coach. So a part of me is like, who has given Brian Flores advice? I'm not sure he got very good advice because if you look at that complaint, seemed like he was angry, Seemed like he burned down a lot of goodwill in the league, maybe destroyed his career, and he has no legal claim at all. And so I understand why the lawyers want to file the lawsuit. I really wonder what Brian Flores is getting out of it. And again, this is coming from the lawyer. I have practiced law. I've been involved in a lot of lawsuits over the years. Very few times do I see clients come out of litigation happier than they were before it started. It it embitters you. It makes you angry. I think that's what's going to happen with Brian Flores. If I were advising him, I would have said, hey, let's wait and see what happens with these other jobs and then see what options you have out there. You're a young guy. You're going to get another job beyond a shadow of a doubt. Just because you really wanted the Giants job and you feel like you were treated unfairly there, just because you didn't like the way the situation ended with Miami doesn't mean that you have to decide to burn everything down around you, that would have been my advice. Some good news. Europe is starting to get sane as it pertains to COVID. This roster of countries, England, Ireland, Norway, Sweden, and Finland have ended all COVID restrictions. Let me repeat that. England, Ireland, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. They got experts just like we've got experts, okay? They are making the decision that continuing COVID restrictions makes no sense. England, Ireland, Norway, Sweden, and Finland. Good question for Dr. Fauci would be, hey, Fouchmeister, how come all of these European countries filled with highly educated people, just like the United States, filled with highly educated experts are deciding it makes no sense to continue any COVID restrictions while the United States is continuing to double and triple down on COVID restrictions? It's a fantastic question. I would love to hear uh, the answer. Uh, The LA, speaking of stupidity, all right, there are many dumb politicians out there. And sometimes those politicians say really stupid things, all right? But LA Mayor Eric Garcetti, who was photographed alongside of Magic Johnson at the 49ers-Rams NFC Championship game in LA at SoFi Stadium. Eric Garcetti said why he had his mask off when he took that picture with Magic Johnson. He said, he was fine because he held his breath. Let me repeat that. The mayor, when asked why he had his mask off with Magic Johnson, said, He was fine because he held his breath. I'm sorry. If you voted for Eric Garcetti, you are too dumb to be allowed to vote going forward. And honestly, you should be demanding that this dude be removed as mayor because he's too stupid to be mayor. There's gotta be a vice mayor that has a functional brain that can be elevated to take over in Los Angeles. I think the impact here is becoming significant though because I saw the LA Times had an article in the wake of Gavin Newsom without a mask, London Breed without a mask, she's the mayor of San Francisco, and Eric Garcetti without a mask inside of SoFi Stadium. Lots of parents, even in the People's Republic of California, are asking, wait a minute, how is it that all these people can be inside of a crowded stadium without a mask, but my kids have to wear masks inside of schools? It's a very valid question. And by the way, They weren't just getting their picture taken with anybody either. It was Magic Johnson, who has HIV. That means that Magic Johnson is as immunocompromised pretty much as you could possibly be, yet all of these politicians removed their mask to get their picture taken with Magic. All right, by the way, Magic Johnson, greatest name for a porn star that wasn't ever used. Just throwing it out there. Can you think of a better name for a porn star than Magic Johnson. I'm disappointed that we wasted Magic Johnson on a basketball player, honestly. Would have been the greatest porn star name of all time. Now, what is going to happen in LA? Your boy's flying out on Friday. I will be in LA all of next week. I am unvaccinated. I have no idea what the rules are gonna be. I'm gonna be on the Fox lot. I have to get tested every day. Thankfully, I've already had Omicron so I can avoid a Kyrie Irving situation where I travel in all the way to L.A., go in for my first COVID test, get dinged for a positive, and I'm right back in my hotel room for the whole week. Uh, I think I'm going to be fine, but I am curious what it's going to feel like in Los Angeles, which, by the way, city I love. I've spent years now, total, of my life in Los Angeles because the Fox Sports studios are right there in L.A. I have spent an abundant amount of time in L.A. Three, uh, four places that I've spent the most time in my life, probably. Nashville, Tennessee, Washington, D.C., where I went to college, uh, the Caribbean, U.S. Virgin Islands, where I practice law, L.A. Those are the four places that I've spent the most time in my life in terms of nights spent sleeping anywhere. Uh, All four fabulous places, but I'm legitimately curious what the vibe is going to be in L.A. uh, now that that is going on. All right, I want to stand up here. Um, You guys know that over the years, uh, Dave Portnoy at Barstool Sports and I have gone back and forth, right? Uh, we've, we've taken shots at each other. Uh, we have, uh, we've chirped at each other. It's been a, a usual thing over the past several years. I've known him, God, for almost a decade now, right? Uh, Dave reached out to try to buy Outkick and get me to come work for him at Barstool, maybe back in 2012 or 2013. So that was the first time we ever met, all right? Credit to him for the success Barstool's had, all right? But, I got to be honest with you, I can't believe it is not a bigger story that this Business Insider publication has twice tried to drop hit piece subject uh, attacks on Portnoy basically the day before the uh, earnings reports are coming out for Barstool. I mean, which is a part of Penn Gaming, by the way. How is there not a securities and exchange investigation into this company and their decision of when to drop these articles? You're telling me that it's completely coincidental that both of these hit pieces have been published right as Barstool is preparing through Penn to have their earnings reports quarterly announced? I'm going to be honest with you. It doesn't pass the smell test. Now, let me also say this. I'm not the kind of guy who gets involved. I used to do sexual harassment investigations, right? I was a labor and employment lawyer. I've sat across the table from people for years back in the day and said, hey, did you do this? Did you not do this? He said, she said, investigations are incredible messes, which is why I always say consenting adults can decide to do whatever consenting adults want to do. So I typically don't get involved in that. Now, When you have a situation where it uh, is connected to sports, certainly you talk about it, right? If it's Antonio Brown and the question is, hey, is Antonio Brown going to get suspended when it's Deshaun Watson? And the question is, hey, is Deshaun Watson going to be able to play? Like the overall landscape of those stories requires in the context of sports that we discuss it uh, because it matters whether or not those athletes are going to be there. Uh, Jameis Winston back in the day, Ben Roethlisberger back in the day, all of those, look, I wrote, talked about, because those are big sports stories, Kobe Bryant. um, But to me, there needs to be an SEC investigation into how this enterprise, Business Insider, is writing hit pieces that seem to me designed to take direct shots at the stock itself based entirely on the timing. One time, maybe you can say it's coincidental. Twice, it doesn't pass the smell test to me. Now, Portnoy has defended himself uh, from these allegations. I think, frankly, he's defended himself pretty well. Uh, I've read what he said last night. I read uh, the report that he put out the last time. Uh, to me, those are compelling arguments. And he says he's going to file a lawsuit. And I know I said that usually litigation doesn't work. Uh, but when people are taking attacks at you like this, I think on some level, if you have the money and the resources, standing up for yourself is an important thing to be willing to do in that context, right? Where people are trying to accuse you of criminal behavior and when they are trying to destroy your business in the process. Uh, To me, I give credit to Dave for speaking out, but I just, I can't believe the Securities and Exchange Commission would not be investigating a guy who runs that company, by the way, that's been barred for life, Henry Blodgett, I believe, over his behavior in past securities-related issues. How is that not a glaring red flag, what has now happened twice? Um, I think it's a really significant issue that's been raised. I Look, Barstool and I, and Dave and I, we've chirped back and forth over the years. I think he's right here about the timing and the fact that this deserves to be investigated. And the fact that almost no one else in media is even willing to acknowledge how unbelievable that timing is, is one, I think it's a sign of fear, right? I think everybody's afraid of being targeted themselves. That's, that's, that's a big picture here. That's a world we're living in. There are so many people out there that are curled up in the fetal position every day, afraid that they are gonna be targets. I mean, that's the reality. And the higher up the flagpole you climb, the more money or success you have the more likely you are to be directly targeted. And that's why I'm skeptical, right? In general, you just got to color me skeptical of so many allegations. Because when I was a lawyer, I saw so many allegations made. Oftentimes, they didn't have any substance behind them. It's easy to make allegations. The facts to back them up are rare in what I have seen. And so a lot of times, you see a controversial story like this. All these people curl up in the fetal position and they decline to even... Acknowledge what's going on in the larger context here. Um, The timing to me, at minimum, is highly suspicious, just highly suspicious. And so, if Dave files a lawsuit and if he tries to hold them accountable, I think that's great. But I think the Securities and Exchange Commission should be opening an investigation into why these stories both hit right before uh, Barstool and Penn were going to announce earnings. Because the timing on this makes me question whether or not somebody was trying to short a stock and make a ton of money by knowing when a negative story was going to drop and have that timing happen twice. I got to be honest with you. It is super suspicious to me. Uh, Okay, USA Today, shifting gears. You know things have gone crazy. USA Today might be the least controversial media outlet in the entire country. If you have read USA Today before, you know it is blandly inoffensive and written for people that have about a sixth grade education, right? Never very smart, never very dumb, just the most bland, inoffensive uh, newspaper that exists in the country. Like, I can criticize the New York Times, written for smart people, right? You can criticize the Wall Street Journal, written for smart people. USA Today is written for the average person of average intelligence in the United States, all right? Average person of average intelligence in the United States. Spoiler alert, it ain't that smart, all right? When I saw this this morning, I said, you know the school masking people are getting whipped when USA Today has an opinion piece saying, with vaccines available, mask mandates aren't necessary in school. That's the headline. Kids need normalcy in school, mask mandates aren't necessary. It's hard to be more direct than that. The opening paragraph, and by the way, uh, let's see, four different doctors uh, combined to write this article. As scientists and physicians were concerned, this is the opening paragraph, that COVID-19 mitigation measures for children are doing more harm than good. Too many policymakers have viewed health as the mere absence of COVID-19, putting children into a loop of mitigation measures doesn't make sense effectively is what they say in the opening part of that argument. Add more steam. You know, General Nealon, one of the maxims is uh, add more steam. I want all of you out there that are parents, that are kids in school, that care about basic science. If you like me, remember I went and talked at my local school board. I've got a fifth grader, a first grader, an eighth grader. Two of my kids are in public school. I went and talked at my local school board back in August at Williamson County, Tennessee and laid out why it made no sense to have mask mandates in place for kids. We won that battle here. Uh, And in the state of Virginia, there is a major battle that is being fought right now. But I want every parent, every grandparent, everyone who cares about science, every kid in school, I'm starting to see some kids rise up against the idea that they have to continue to wear masks, more power to you. Kids are showing up in Virginia, Loudoun County, Arlington area, schools, Northern Virginia, if you're familiar with that area. Again, I went to school by there for college, so I am familiar with that area. If you are willing to stand up against these mask imbeciles, okay, more power to you, add on more steam, we are winning, they are collapsing in a hurry. I believe all mask mandates nationwide just about are going to be removed. By the time we get in the spring. That's how quickly this is collapsing. And I want you to remember the politicians that insisted that your kids wear masks. And I want you to hold them accountable in the midterms. I want you to hold account. That's how public policy is. We vote to hold our elected officials accountable. If you saw Mayor Garcetti claim he could hold his breath, if you saw Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask, all of these different politicians who have made your kids wear masks while refusing to do it themselves nationwide. We need to hold these people responsible. We need to ensure that they get swept out of office because they were anti-science and they have been directly attacking our kids for far too long. Did you see the ad? Speaking of, I love Ron DeSantis, okay? There are a lot of governors out there that I respect. I love the governor that I got here in Tennessee, Bill Lee. I think he's done a really good job. I like uh, Governor Greg Abbott, who is also a Vanderbilt law grad. I think he's done a pretty good job in the state of Texas. But the governor that has done the best job responding to COVID in the entire country is Ron DeSantis in Florida. He has made a lot of the decisions that I would have made. He's been fearless. He's used actual data and science, and he has been willing to stand up to the people attacking him. That's why Ron DeSantis right now is the most popular politician in the state of Florida. He just put out a great campaign ad directly attacking Fauci for his misinformation and his disinformation on COVID. You know, left-wingers want to shut down Joe Rogan. They want Facebook, which dropped 25% today after it missed earnings. They want Twitter. They want Instagram. They want all these different social media companies to be censoring people that are sharing opinions or information that is considered to be misinformation or disinformation. Now, big picture, it's a direct assault on the First Amendment, okay? Uh, Because the government cannot restrict what you or I say. Neither can a state nor federal government, for the most part. I mean, there's obviously exceptions if you're a First Amendment scholar. But what the government is doing is they are trying to effectively deputize big social media companies, big tech companies, Googles, uh, the Apples, the Facebooks, the Twitters of the world, and they are sending them accounts that they don't like, and they are saying, you should not be able to say this. That's what's occurring. That's a constitutional violation in my mind because the government can't bring in a third party to undertake activities that the government itself could not do because they are unconstitutional and then hold their hands up and say, it's not us, it's them. You can't dodge the responsibilities of the Constitution by bringing in a third party, which is what's going on right now. And so Ron DeSantis has an incredible add up right now going head-to-head with Dr. Fauci. And if you're wondering right now, we got a call today to finish Clay and Buck, which I'd encourage you to listen to. Caller called in and said, hey, I'm a third-party guy. Can we have the rise of a third party? And my argument is, hey, I've been there. I have voted for libertarian candidates before, okay? I am, in many ways, pro-freedom. The pro-freedom party now is the Republican Party. It ain't the Democrats, okay? As an adult, If you look at the 2020 election results, Georgia, Wisconsin, Arizona, all three of those states and a couple of others as well were lost because people went and voted Libertarian. And I understand if you're a Libertarian voter and you're like, I'm an independent, I don't like Democrats, I don't like Republicans. What I would suggest is if you are in a toss-up state, you don't have the luxury of throwing your vote away because the Libertarian ain't winning the overall election. So you have to weigh the question of, hey, am I more comfortable with a Democrat or a Republican as the leader? And if you believe in freedom, the answer should be a Republican right now. And if you want to know a direct consequence of what can happen in the midterms, I want Dr. Fauci out. I think the only way he goes out is if Republicans take the Senate and if Republicans take the House and if then they are able to hold people like Fauci accountable. I think that's the only way Dr. Fauci leaves. You know, he's the highest paid uh, individual in the entire United States government by taxpayers, Fauci is. I think he will resign because the House and the Senate, if the Republicans are in charge, will open inquiries into Dr. Fauci's testimony and also whether our taxpayer dollars went to virology labs that created COVID and led directly to the past two years of our existence. Because I think they did, based on the data. I think we funded gain-of-function research that helped to create COVID, and that came from our uh, our tax dollars, and our government officials lied about it in the Senate and in the House. I really do believe that. We need major investigations, and we need Dr. Fauci to be held accountable. Finally, Jeff Zucker is out at CNN And the question that I want answered, how long has he been in a relationship with this woman who was the senior VP of communications and marketing or whatever her official title was? And did he hire her when she was already his girlfriend? In general, I said earlier, I don't care about consensual relationships among adults. But if you are running a company and you hire your girlfriend, to have a top executive role at the company. This is only coming out because of Chris Cuomo. So my questions for everybody out there, pretty succinct. How many people at CNN knew about this relationship? And how many people at CNN helped cover it up? I think there's a bunch of them. I think it would've been hard not to know about this relationship if you are close with Jeff Zucker personally. And I want to know how CNN, which is the least trusted name in news, which has gone after, you know, your boy here is banned for life because I'm saying I believe in the First Amendment and boobs. I want to know what in the world has actually happened inside of CNN. How long had this relationship been going? And remember, we're talking about him hiring this girl, this girlfriend from Andrew Cuomo's office. So how much did that implicate all of the positive coverage that CNN gave to Andrew Cuomo and also to Chris Cuomo during the COVID mess and also the refusal of CNN to cover many of the scandals in an aggressive way surrounding Andrew Cuomo. I think it's fascinating. I said yesterday that if I were in charge of CNN, they have to replace the 9 p.m. Eastern hour, which no longer is Chris Cuomo's. I'd go hire Megan Kelly. I think she's the best available asset out there that could change the trajectory of CNN and actually get back to being intelligent and trying to cover the news as opposed to being a left-wing propaganda arm. All right, your boys got to run out of here. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP, loaded show going tomorrow on the Clay and Buck program. We will have Alex Berenson, our buddy who's been great on the data surrounding COVID, been banned by big tech. He'll be on with us at 2 o'clock Eastern, Ted Cruz, 235. Five-star reviews. If you give this program a five-star review on Outkick the Show, Dub, my buddy, is going to be reviewing them. I'll be sending autographed copies to the funniest five-star reviews for this program and also for the Clay and Buck Show. This has been Outkick the Show. I appreciate all of you. dbat unless you need to SBAP. Thank you for hanging here. $5 bet, fanduel.com slash clay. turns into 280. Pick a winner, Bengals or the Rams. $5 turns into 280. FanDuel.com slash Clay. This has been OutKick, the show.